Welcome to the You Me and, and Loving, Loving We podcast. podcast. We are Jazz and Josh, a married couple and life and relationship coaches on a mission to help you create and keep a thriving relationship. Through a relatable blend of psychology and spirituality, we're here to speak on taboos and share the no BS insight into how to attract, maintain and feel worthy of a healthy relationship. So let's get started. Hello, beautiful listener and welcome back to another episode. It's number four. We're welcome back. Making it quite strong, aren't we, my love? Yes. Today is a, is a really important one. We frequently get asked, and it's all about navigating mental health in our relationships. Mm. And we're going to really explore what to do when your partner is struggling with anxiety, depression, mm. or any other manifestations of low mental health, or as we would describe as something that's not optimal or... Mm. Um, bringing the relationship down and you mm. feel like it's a bit burdening so we're going to look at the male struggles the female struggles identify them and give you some solutions as to what that partner may need mm. from the other and how we work through it when one of us is going through a mental health struggle so yeah we'll bring yeah. our story into it we'll fold it in how we normally deal with it yeah um so, so yeah let's start off with the male side so would you like to take it away sweet Let's go. Well, men's first. Usually it's ladies first. Let's rock and roll. Now, I would also, well, I'd start with identifying it. Now, Mm. men tend to operate in victim and Viking modes. Let's just break those two down. Viking is like an activation response. It's a fight response. It's when we are under toll of stress and we activate and we react to it. So we become someone who may become dysregulated. We may try to externalize it. We may become very abrasive and aggressive in our relationship. And um, men tend to not have a great relationship with anger, having not those healthy examples when they grew up. They didn't see dad very much healthily letting anger channel through. They don't have a, a a avenue for it. And they don't know how to listen to anger as an umbrella for underlying emotions like sadness, grief, and guilt, and other deeper things. We see anger as maybe a demonized response or something as very, um, you know, a, a reactive response that we tend to just automate too if we don't really understand it. Um, it's something we can both be very scared of, but in a Viking response, we may have a lot of stress and end up taking it all out on our partner or ourselves, which in lots of self-critic and self-judgment. And that creates low mood, low depression um, and anxiety and and lots of negative consequences. And on the other hand, we have victim. So this tends to be those that are more um, stonewalling, defensive. And just to break those terms down, it's those that sort of shut down their emotions. We don't know how to handle them. We try and um, numb them and we try and escape them. We we try and uh, feel like we're a victim to our circumstances and we appease or fawn. And that tends to be where I fall into, where I sort of please those that are maybe abusive or a partner, you know, a partner or relationship, which I perceive to be more powerful. And my way of getting out or avoiding conflict in general tends to be totally running away um, or adapting a false self which is trying to protect me which could be a rescuer self it could be a people pleaser self a funny self a humorous self and sometimes as we've seen online and in in the media recently haven't we though that um is it mr twitch is that his name who recently took his own life and you would see on face value he's a big persona on the big media channels he he does dancing for a living he's a big presenter but underlying that there is a masculine shadow that 
is just seeing a strategy to hide what's deeply underlying and brooding. So in a victim response, we can take those two avenues. Um, have you seen me take any of those, my love? If I'm dealing with anxiety and depression, you know, me, me and you have been going out for now three years, so we've seen each other through and through. We've had our dips and troughs. Um, how do I respond out of all that I've just sort of identified? Mm. I love how you said we've been going out. Makes it sound like yeah, we're still dating. That's Casual. how cute. Um, so I know you're struggling with mental health when you shut down maybe you're not communicating as much or you Mm. go into self-judgment sometimes you can be hard on yourself and so you know I think what's great about our relationship something is that we've learned to identify each other's signs of Mm -hmm. when we're struggling with mental health so I know straight away if you are so when I see those signs then something I've learned over time is to not go straight into fixing or rescuing because that has tended to be my role Mm -hmm. especially throughout childhood as well at home I was the peacemaker wanting to save and rescue everyone from their Mm -hmm. quote-unquote difficult emotions because it just was taboo wasn't really uh, spoken about and you were just expected to be in a good mood and if you weren't then there was something wrong with you so what I've learned is to really ask you like how can I support you right now instead Mm. of just assuming you need advice or you just need alone time like I will ask you what do you need right now or how can I support you and then you give me your response and then I will do my best to meet that need for you so that's how I've learned as the feminine in this relationship to support you through your mental health because uh, women can fall into the criticism and the contempt Mm. because they probably get a bit fed up and resentful for men not being able to express Mm. themselves authentically and there is a funny term called alexithymia which is uh, van der Kolk, Dr. Van der Kolk in his book, um, The Body Knows the Score, a very big recommendation on trauma, um, being trauma informed but it's all about how men dissociate from their emotions because they can be associated to painful things we shut down and we go into sort of zombie states and we don't even know how to label our emotional experience based on the fact that we want to escape that dreadful experience we may once have gone through. It could be grief. It could be like a family member who passed away. It can be um, now a traumatic incident where we felt abandoned, betrayal, uh, betrayal, not good enough and too weak. And again, there's this predisposition in the male world that weakness is something not to be. And so everything that is perceived in a male realm to be weak is shut down, shut away, and plugged away into the male shadow, which if not accepted or integrated or not you know, felt safe with, can brood as anxiety, depression. And I see mental health or mental health symptoms like anxiety, depression, as a symptom telling you something is dysregulated or your inner world is not matching up with your reality. And that could be an inner world voice that just needs to, cor- to correct or that you're in an environment which is not facilitating wholesome empathy that's seeing you for you. And this is where we're really going to help you here where how do women show up with men mm. to allow them that safe space to move forward and sort of communicate to you how they feel. Um, and you perfectly said, yeah, I know it really helped with me, is that men do like to know they have the solutions mm. or be empowered that they can you know, provide and, mm. and, and take that step forward because that's a healthy masculine in its essence and you can't steal that work away from them and then the other two 
reactions in the negative wounded feminine is criticism and contempt so mm. with criticism you're just trying to probably poke a reaction because you haven't seen much from him and then contempt is that your idea is that you start doubting him in his internal traits that he may not be for you and that he's too much of a burden mm, yeah and that is something I really want to add to as well because so I know a lot of women, perhaps in relationships, you may feel uncomfortable if your partner is um, going through depression or anxiety or isn't great within his mental health. That can really trigger women who haven't made peace with their inner masculine. Mm -hmm. So... And I have experienced that in the past as well because I didn't really see my, my dad never really showed his emotions much. So when I start, when we were first going out and I saw you feeling your feelings, that was a bit um, like unfamiliar to me, and I that made me a bit uncomfortable at mm. first because that triggered my sort of the masculine in me that was like that sees the masculine as you must provide you must feel like okay, so you provide and if a man if a man isn't at his best if he's going through mental health struggles and i saw that as a threat to my security because yeah. i never saw my dad process his own mm. uh, quote-unquote difficult emotions to me it was like if he's if a man is in a good mental space he can provide i'll be safe like that mm. was my story so that's why i think a lot of women can get triggered and feel uncomfortable when their partner is going through mental health and then maybe criticize him like you mm -hmm. said or contempt and things like that because they haven't made peace with their own inner masculine so yeah. your job is to remind yourself that hey i am safe i'm secure even if my man is going through mental health like it is okay i'm safe yeah, because your I'm primary safe. need is to feel secure and yeah. so if you see your man instable yeah. or you know feeling emotional which is characterized by waves and unpredictability then that might actually scare you on a very deep, instinctual yeah, baseline. Yeah. And and funnily enough, what you just said is that you can project your masculine models that mm, you learned yeah. onto your partner. Yeah. So maybe just going and questioning those, like what in your bucket or your, your story have you idealized as the man you want? And are, are they really true to you? Are these that, you know, are these a distorted sense of masculine that, you know, what's funnily said is that what we don't experience is also traumatizing so if you haven't experienced healthy masculine then it's probably time to really look at that as trauma and not see through it and see okay uh, let's take a real trauma informed approach around finding expansive identifications for for male role models um and getting you know exposure with them so we feel familiar with them and like you said your internal masculine you know, feeling insecure with your internal masculine makes you feel like you don't need to outsource it and that you know y y if you really meet your own baseline need to feel secure then you're not going to depend upon your partner to meet that which yeah. will then yeah. help you come from a very proactive um, meet me in the middle space yeah. which which we'll explore now is I, I think inquiring you know allowing men space I think that really helps I think I feel like men need to know they have a mission, a purpose, that they're given their gift, and they feel appreciated, seen, and acknowledged. So I think when someone like a man is going through anxiety and depression, they do need to be feel seen as valuable because they do need some kind of confidence boost to then open up. They need to trust you that you're a safe space to be able to open up to. And that's where, you know, fundamental questions can come in. Do you have any examples of questions you can ask your partner apart from how can I support you? what would you say is a good starting question to say let's sit down and talk about what's going on 
yeah exactly exactly as you said yeah (laughs) just being uh direct not direct in a in a harsh or critical way but you know how are you feeling do you want to talk about it is there Mm. anything you need from me how can i support you and also sometimes the masculine may respond in a he might say I don't know so what do you do when he says I don't know because even you know you like Josh you've done a lot of this inner work you're in tune with your emotions but still sometimes you may not know because it's it's so deeply ingrained isn't it for men to just be separate from their emotions I think it's such a deeply ingrained thing and sometimes men just may feel so confused that they don't know Mm -hmm. and so if he responds with I don't know how you know then then trust in that you know you're not the mother you don't need to save or rescue him if he says i don't know trust in that and you can respond with you know okay when you're ready and you need support from me let me know i'm here for you you know something like that let let him know that you're here for him yeah, yeah whenever he's ready and, and i think that's that's very important my love and that's a really good point is that we need permission to feel mm-hmm. men i'll give you the invitation and women need to give men the invitation to to do so and have the, the space that like we say let them there's there's characterized it's called the man cave for a reason because men love to retreat and go into a cave yeah. and internalize quite a lot because we we like to self-solve and don't want anybody else to give us the solutions mm. and we may even go into fix it mode when we're activating and not know it men can both activate and deactivate and in the deactivating stance we can definitely numb our emotions in video games tv series um you know watching sports and, and avenues which we feel are just escapisms for for what we probably need to process and feel through. Um, And yeah, on that note, I would also say men need to exert themselves. And, you know, if we're depressed, it means that we we something in our world and realm is not giving us much meaning and we're feeling totally misaligned to our reality. So men need to really alchemize some meaning from their life, something to fight for and to... transmute anger into passion it's like they need to go into their pain story or their trauma for example and feel like okay how can i show up in my relationship or in my work or in some kind of hobby which i feel like i am giving my gift Mm. you know and and i'm feeling like the energy is moving because we're all balls of energy and we're yeah we all need to be of purpose of service of service yes and we're, we're born to be that so while we can say, you know, we can create safe spaces or try and soothe our nervous system, sometimes when we're depressed, we need to kind of activate ourselves into an activation state and, you know, devoting ourselves to something that, you know, derives meaning will actually bring fulfillment in our lives. And, uh, you know, funnily enough, in his, his work, Man's Search for Meaning, um, Viktor Frankl says, you know, even how he s- survived the Holocaust, something so horrific he said that the only thing that got me through and fellow survivors through is that we had a family to get back to or that we had um you know a a spiritual meaning to get back to and um and that's what led them to survive hunger famine you know all of those terrible conditions because they derive something so special so men need to really transmute that meaning so maybe having that conversation with your man if he's going through anxiety depression maybe say what is meaningful for you Mm. And what will help you attain those goals? Or can I help help you set some goals? Mm. And so can I support you to set some goals? Because I think men are goal-derived. Mm. Uh, although I'm intentional, quite intentional. I'm quite Aquarius in its nature. I'm quite, um, I don't like to be boxed in. But I think goals are quite healthy. And men need to get back to that reality that being masculine is really small steps. It's not just taking large leaps and being Forbes 30 under 30. Or 
being top of your company or being the best boyfriend or Hollywood standard looking or, you know, Thor in physical shape. It really is just waking up and taking one little step. And that's integrity, you know. And what I found to get out of mental health is to just be very realistic with myself and follow out on my promises. Mm. Because that starts to build self-trust and an, an integrity that will show up in your relationship as well. And I think integrity in and of itself is extremely important for men to follow through with. Yeah, and, definitely. And be true to your word, right? Definitely. I think the mas- masculine, following through the word is a healthy masculine trait. Mm. Yeah, and when you do that, it definitely builds confidence. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I never own up, right? Like, when I haven't met those promises, I feel like I, I beat myself up. I feel like I could have done better that day. And that's what triggers like, your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Dysregulation, I get into self-judgment, like you say. Um, a self-directed anger, which is no good. Mm. Um Anyway, so I think that's somewhat uh, some help with depression for men. Anxiety mm. is another thing, so that's more activating. Mm. That's more about self-soothing, giving tools with breathwork, meditation, journaling is great grounding practices. Like you're you're an expert on this, my love. Like, what would you do to help your anxiety or soothe anxiety? Mm, yeah, all the things you said and reaching out for support from your partner mm. as well. Mm. The feminine supporting the masculine and self-awareness like what triggers it what triggers the anxious thoughts um and going slow i think a lot of men tend to want to achieve massive things and and hustle which is which is okay like that's great that's great you know work towards your goals take action but then why are you going a thousand miles an hour right Mm. you get to slow down as well you know there's nothing wrong with that so slow down in your day be intentional and often maybe even for men i think because men can tend to get um you know really focused on their work and career right i think i read in that way of the superior man book that for men to feel truly fulfilled they need um success in their work their work life and career whereas for women it's as long as we feel loved you know the feminine as long as we feel loved then we can create fulfillment so but then for men yeah if you struggle with mental health and if you're so focused on your work Mm -hmm. then all that can trigger mental health things so don't forget to appreciate your partner and the people around you your friendships and take time in them as well and allow yourself to be nourished and, too. and just a little story for us like i just turned 27 yesterday mm-hmm. you did a beautiful thing for me like jazzy went around my friends and, and, and asked them for videos to say happy birthday some of my closest friends and family and you know i, I can sometimes get into my head about you know i'm not seeing my business succeed in the way I want it to or um, you know I'm not where I want to be at 27 but what was beautiful about that is that you really said Josh I want this you you said this in your own words so I want to remind you of how much people think you mean to them and then that that was priceless for me it actually reminded me that oh man I'm more than my you know bank balance and I'm more than you know my achievements and I'm more than um, a lot of those things, and I think men need to be reminded that that we are human beings, and that we have very, you know, we're fruitful in our relationships, and we're appreciated. And you doing that was just yeah, so valuable. And it felt uncomfortable as heck, didn't it? Remember after that video I was shown, I was like, oh my god, I, I really felt uncomfortable. I felt like, oh my god, I've got to say thank you to all of those people now. And I activated into my fawning, I guess, and couldn't really openly receive that. And that's what men really can feel hard done 
done by, we, we, we find it very hard to receive. So how do we um, help the man open their heart? It really is about creating trust in appreciation and seeing the periphery of their life where they are providing for you. Maybe, you know, that it isn't bringing in the bread and your money and they may not have all the achievements under the sun and that's absolutely okay. But where can you say, okay, where does my husband or partner um, really show up right now for me? And, and mm. just make sure you, are, yeah, I guess, appreciate those things. Mm. Um, and that naturally, you know, it just, just that energetic exchange there is, is will be a catalyst for development in, in your mental health. And I think men really do need to get back into their physical body. I would, I would suggest definitely something like um, high-intensity in, high training. Like I'm doing CrossFit right now. I absolutely advocate for it. I think men do need to, you don't need to be Thor- um, Greek god physique at all it's just really just getting yourself moving getting some sunlight in your eyes when you wake up um, you know really shifting some habits I don't like going into the stoic habit world because it gets a bit boring but I would suggest definitely get some sunlight in drink enough water get yourself moving in the morning um, and definitely exert yourself because mm-hmm. the masculine energy needs to move and funnily enough even with my circadian rhythm don't you notice it's like when I don't feel like I've used my masculine energy mm. it like worked out that day for example or really was creative or worked hard um, I can get a bit like you know edgy at 5pm because mm. the circadian rhythm is, is working on me it's yeah. like oh my god you've got to get back to the tribe with the food and hunt yeah. the deer yeah. and bring it home and I think that lives within us all and it's a masculine shadow that needs to be exerted otherwise you know some people could be very dysregulated and use it in porn addiction or video gaming um, be competitive online for example you know I used to play video games and did quite well to be honest when I was a teenager but reality was that was a bundle for, full of hormones I could have exerted elsewhere <laughs> into music or a guitar or something right um, but anyway I think we've, we've spoken a lot on the male side I want to flip flip it over to you my love mm-hmm. um, I hope we've answered as much as possible but just know that this is quite normal even as relationship coaches and life coaches and people who've, who've been together now three years, we've both seen each other have mental breakdowns as well and, you know, dips and troughs. So you're not alone. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So for women then, oh well, yeah, anxiety, depression, all of that, both men and women can experience it. And when women are going through it, I think what we desire most from men is holding space and I think we've talked about this before but the masculine can easily go into fixing mode right okay let me do this or let's just do this right but then something that they need to learn as the masculine is for us as women what helps the most is when you just listen and maybe to men you're like what the fuck what do you mean just listen like it's a problem let's solve it right Mm -hmm. so maybe sometimes men can't even comprehend that what do you mean just listen like what are we going to do about it right but that's the thing for us as women most of the time that if you just listen and hold space for us that is the solution like that helps so much that really helps and so if you are the female in the relationship and you have a partner who tends to just fix things or doesn't really listen that much doesn't really hold space that's something you've got to communicate with him mm-hmm. and let him know hey i don't need you to fix anything right now i just need you to listen and that's all would you please listen to me you know something like that and how do you know like and it, how do you know when i'm deeply listening to you what needs to be mm, happening you're paying attention mm-hmm. you, the, uh, eye contact your body language is engaged with me mm-hmm. 
might be some physical touch to know that you're there like reassuring me and you're just affirming what I'm saying you know repeating some words and things and that alone means a lot so you know I can't speak for every single woman but I think women in general with the predominant feminine energy we just desire to be heard Mm. and understood and seen for who we are and then yeah then if really if you do want you know something to be solved like a problem then yeah you can let your man know like hey can you help me fix this or can you help me through this you know you've got to learn to be open to receive and soften up because that vulnerability it is such an invitation for men to feel them worthy Mm. yeah I I think it really helps me when you say ah Josh I need need more of this or uh, you know and something I can tangibly do it's not like an extra let's say burden the the straw on the the donkey's back that's going to break it because that might cripple the man's mental health even more but something you feel realistically is uh, you know a deep need that needs to be met or Mm. something you can think okay yeah that'll be a great little little fix Mm-hmm. And, and funnily enough, when you say active listening and all the empathy that, that goes through there, there's something called cognitive empathy, which can be faked. So me touching you can be slightly fake, can't it? Like I can read it in a textbook and I can mirror stuff back. Funnily enough, that The Office episode with Andy Bernard, you yeah. know, when he does that to please the boss, he's in fawning, he's in people pleasing. He uses all those how to win tactics. friends and influence people <laughs> tactics to win over, right? And sometimes men can do that and women vice versa. So we have to really lead... In a place like, is your intuition bleeping out to you that this is a genuine exchange and a genuine space of listening and um, the the right equation for vulnerability to be had? But I think it essentially it is, is vulnerability in it. It's you softening up mm. and allowing your man to, to hold you and trusting him to do so, I guess. Yeah, and make that a standard in your relationship where mm. you experience being held and being understood and listened to. Mm-hmm. You know, make that a standard because that is really important as, uh, for us as women to feel safe. So, yeah, and you do a brilliant job, sweet, listening to me and holding space for me. Cool. And that really, that always helps when I'm going through some sort of mental breakdown. <laughs> always, like, if I just talk it out to you, it just helps everything. <laughs> yeah, Because I tend to internalize. Yeah. I tend to do my journaling, which is great. I love journaling, of course. Mm. But then I tend to still keep things in sometimes. So when I just just share it and talk it out without overthinking it just sharing it as it is and you just listen that helps so much to get out of um a depressive spiral or you know anxiety or something like that the mistake that in in our early relationship i made was that i i I still do i I jump to solutions for you for example (laughs) right so um and that's definitely not what you need when you're going through a, a tough time so what you've done very well is you set up the conversation you say hey Josh, um, I don't need any solutions, but can you just listen to me? Is that okay? And I'll be like, yeah, okay. Uh, You know, assignment ticked. I know what I'm going to do now. I understood the assignment. And um, and I'll just try and soothe my nervous system because it does want to activate. Something deep down goes, oh God, I want to fix. I want to get a solution. I want to save you. You know, I want to be the prince of the princess. And that all runs out in my mind. But I just have to know um, that this, I'm doing everything right here. Just, being quiet and just with, with a nod and an affirmation and deeply listening mm, yeah yeah and I appreciate that mm. and that's still something I really love about you that you want to jump to it and find a solution that can be really great and helpful and supportive at times mm-hmm. but then at other times yeah I just sort of remind you 
hey, can you please just listen to me? And then, yeah, just through communication. So, yeah, also actually something I wanted to add as well is that even if you have a partner who's experiencing mental health struggles, it doesn't mean you have to put your life on pause or that you have to take everything on because that then makes codependency, which you know, we don't want in this case because you are still a separate human being. And Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes I think a lot of sensitive souls, especially they may feel bad if their partner is going through mental health, right. And they may put their life on pause and take it all in, take responsibility, hopefully lighten their load, but that actually doesn't help you or your partner. And you're still a separate human being and it's okay if you are okay but your partner is not like it is okay you're still separate human beings and it's okay if you want to take space away it's okay if you want some alone time to recharge refresh so you can you know show up better in the relationship like that is okay that is not selfish Mm -hmm. and you still have to take care of your own mental health right even if your partner is suffering so Mm. i just want to bring up that conversation like that is okay yeah it's a great point just uh where the nurturing types will jump into action and that's where they feel like they derive their worth that they'll solve the problems for them but just like we've learned in conscious parenting even as a parent to children is that you cannot be their light and shining armor night and shining armor all the time you can't be the one that saves them all the time because they never learn because through that through that suffering through that pain or through that boundary breaching or or you know it's a perfect lesson for alignment and i think my depression and my anxiety i would never change isn't it with your your own rock bottoms they were the catalyst for where i actually derive purpose and so if someone just saved me out of nowhere and didn't allow me to have the space to find my answers then i wouldn't be living the life i am today and so if we want to find the answers for our partner or give them all the solutions and toolkits uh, under the sun it's 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 just so unrealistic and it's actually very unhelpful you breed a relationship which a is codependent and also you know you actually lose yourself in that person because you see that their success may actually give you satisfaction and the reality is no we want to kind of create a neural pathway that we save ourselves first Mm. um but yeah it's a very valid point And, and my next point really is how do we avoid that contempt in relationships so I, I can. We've got quite a female listenership here, um, but when women feel like their, you know, their their man or their partner or vice versa is going through depression or anxiety, yet they also are going through struggles. Mm, two people at once, and there might yeah. be one more proactive than the other who feels that they have the, the answers. Or you're listening to this podcast now, and you're, you know, you're tuned into lots of great juicy resources, and you're dying for your partner to, you know, you feel resentful for doing all the work. And that he's not doing it or she's not doing it. And that you can then get critical on yourself and then you can be in a bundle of anxiety while he's in depression and you're both going through some shit. And it tends to be a bit of a projective war. How mm. do we deal with compromise, I suppose? And I guess it's coming to the, the drawing board, isn't it, together and saying, uh, we're both struggling here. Hmm. And how can we both meet each other in the middle is really it, isn't it? Yeah, communication is mm-hmm. going to be everything here. Just communicating. Yeah. Yeah, communication. Yeah. yeah expressing your needs and honouring your truth as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this could be a whole other episode, but what I've discovered is a lot of the time 
we can lie to ourselves, especially if we have an abandonment wound, if we sort of depend our worth on relationships, we can lie to ourselves mm. and pretend that we're okay, pretend we don't have any needs, you know, lie to ourselves so that we get love or someone stays with us. But if, you know, in a relationship you have, you're experiencing contempt with your partner and, you know, you've tried communicating, but it's not working. Well, I'm going to challenge that and ask, have you communicated the truth? Have you really asked for what you need? Or are you pretending that you don't really need anything or just a little bit, but that actually isn't doing it for you, right? So truthful communication. And interestingly, yeah, just like uh, the model of externalization, we can live in our external world and neglect our inner world and that's the inner questions we have to have um in order to to stop this distraction going on that we're solving problems or we're blaming our external circumstances for our own internal world is it's yeah coming back home to yourself and creating a safe space there um and and something where you can self-inquire to move forward um but then i would also suggest yeah like like some things there's this taboo that you know some things are worth being kept sacred in private and where is the limit drawn there as well? You know, because I can imagine lots of men saying, don't worry about it, it's nothing to worry about, and they might be going into depression, and uh, they don't even know how to, the language to attach to how they're feeling, and they also feel like you're getting too close, like this is my my inner world that you're, you know, I, I feel scared opening up my heart. Um, there is, but the argument is, you know, we are entitled to some form of privacy. And do you want to expand upon that? Mm. Well, I think that's completely different, though, because yeah. truth is just truth. Like, for example, that uh, what you just said about the guy, like, oh, you're getting in my way or something. Yeah. You know, well, his truth is I need some space. Some space. That's his truth. That's his truth. Yeah, yeah, right? I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think the difference is. Like, I think that's a totally different thing. Yeah. So truth is just ex- really expressing what you need, because otherwise, if we don't, we can go in roundabouts, like you said, like the mm. guy might say, oh, you're getting in my way, you're doing this. But really, he's just not saying, I need space. You're just not saying it. Yeah. Right. So I think we can all, um, truthful communication is something that we can all, you know, continue practicing because it's not easy. It is not easy. And, and, and it leads me on to the point of like manage expectations in a way, mm. because I think starting small is where we always need to begin especially when we're in anxious depression like you, 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 jazz has got an asmr gulp of the did tea. you hear that gulp i was drinking tea <laughs> that's brilliant but but the, the, the expectations need to be managed just like exposure therapy um suggests is that you know we have that first little conversation you know even if it's just 30 seconds talking about anxiety for a little bit ending the conversation so we don't get overwhelmed and flooded and that we can then have a positive association with emotional discussions around mental health. Because I think men might get a bit scared yeah. about something that's so unfamiliar because it normally is. Yeah, so for the women, if you're listening, do that's your best right. not to provoke too much, especially yes. if your man is like st- just starting with this awareness. Mm-hmm. He hasn't opened up much to you before. Try not to provoke. Um, let him be on his own journey as well. And just be there to support him, encourage him. Yeah, and I'd also always say, Timing and tone is very important in communication. So, you know, he might be really overwhelmed with work at this moment and it might not be a good time. But if you create that and lead with that invitation, you say, let me know. I'd love to talk down, uh, you know, sit down, talk talk where I can support you more. When's a good time for you? Mm. And that actually gives the power to him to 
be masculine, yeah. dictate the time, mm. and you go for it, right? And mm. he then has, and brilliant, he's setting up the path for following through yes. on his promise. Yes. And that builds integrity. Um, yes. But yeah, essentially, it's, you know, this is, we, we could talk on the England for this, I think, and Australia in this. <laughs> England to Australia. England to Australia. Yeah, we could. Also, also, for women, though, um, one final thing I want to say to the women is, you know when your man asks you, oh, what's wrong? And then you're like, oh, nothing. And then you, yeah. you're like waiting for him to ask again and you go, oh, nothing. And then you want him to ask three times before you open up. <laughs> so this is where if there really is something up, you know, you're going through anxiety, depression, and he's asked you what's wrong, say it. <laughs> just, just communicate because obviously he's asking. He's asking you. And so yeah I just know it's common for women I've done this before where it's like we want him to ask five times you know to prove that he cares or something mm -hmm. and it's like we say nothing if, oh nothing nothing's wrong but it's okay to just say it you know yeah. on the first go he's asking what's wrong so allow yourself to be heard mm -hmm. be understood be seen he wants to it's a really great thing if a man is you know realizing that there's something off and he's curious mm -hmm. that's a really great trait so open up yeah, yeah I agree. so I just want to add that because you can go into paralysis analysis paralysis about your needs and you feeling needy for example if you say it there and then mm. and authenticity really is about creating a channeled school of thought feeling emotion saying you know what I mean the action follows through it's just like a streamline mm. of not getting in your own way or letting anything else get in your own way mm. and that's authenticity reality is so doing your best to be authentic in connection authentic in your relationship um, is essentially that um there we go yeah, yeah so we hope you enjoyed this discussion today on mental health and relationships we thought it was a really important topic so yeah, yeah. we decided to just sit down record it and if it resonated if you're a woman listening to this and you feel a man in your life could really um enjoy this episode then definitely share that with him we really appreciate mm -hmm. it and also if you haven't yet left a review on itunes or spotify that would really mean a lot to us if you'd like to give back to us in some way that is the best way to do it so thank you if you've already left a review and, yeah, and we will be shouting you out actually if you if you're oh, there yeah. we will definitely Shout be calling out. you out on the next episode yes let's do that and uh yeah just just thanks for tuning in essentially yeah, yeah. We, this is not going to be a bookend on all mental health and emotional health of course the podcast is really a th theme across the board so yeah. expect lots more answers in future episodes mm, it's a yes. really hard topic to cover in the space of 40 minutes but we did our best yeah yeah anyway we'll love you and leave you yes have a great day on you me loving me see you next time <laughs>